Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Editor Knows Best. My name is Katyra Poland. I am the CEO of Love for Words, an editing boutique for authors and writers. We help them transform their manuscripts into books. And I'm also the creator and hostess of Editor Knows Best, which is a podcast for writers and authors. And today we do have a special guest. Um, he is a writer, a youth advocate, and an educator hailing from Baltimore, Maryland. His work has been published in Black Enterprise, The Afro, and various other publications. He holds a master's in education from Johns Hopkins University and a bachelor's of science and journalism from Morgan State University. He is the author of the upcoming book, Young Hiring, The Black Teen's Guide to Navigating Employment. Um, I would like to welcome Albert Phillips Jr. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Albert. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and the in your upcoming book that you're releasing? Absolutely. So um, as you mentioned, I am an educator, writer, and youth advocate from uh, from Baltimore City, um, you know, a city that I take pride in, in being from with, with all of the grit and the controversy. Um, it's, you know, it's a city that's full of a lot of ambitious people, especially from the communities that I connect with most often. So happy about that. Um, but the, uh, you know, the, the book is, is broken up into a few different parts. Um, so it's infused with, with different stories about my professional journey, uh, my, journey my journey as a teenager, and uh, trying to get jobs and trying to navigate employment um, in Baltimore City. Um, and so that's a part of it. Another part of it, um, it's kind of uh, chopped up into three different chunks. Um, so... It's uh, information around, you know, how teens, black teens in particular, can navigate employment, um, like a pre-employment section. Um, and then there's also a section which is about maintaining employment, so like on-the-job on the tips and, and ideas. And then lastly, uh, there's a part about transitioning employment. So how do you go from where you are um, to, you know, wherever you're trying to go? Because most of us, um, while I'm all for entrepreneurship, and I think that's super important, most of us at some point are going to have to get a job um, from somewhere. It, you know, it may be from a Black-owned business. It may be from somewhere else in your community or outside of your community, but uh, we're going to have to get employment. And I put this book together to help uh, Black teens avoid some of the pitfalls that I made to um, understand certain things that are not... Um, talked about that often or readily available in a lot of re uh, workforce development uh, resources that I've come across. So things like, um, you know, hiring discrimination, uh, workplace discrimination, managing your stress, um, understanding human resources, uh, preserving your cultural identity while in the workplace. Like these are different topics that I think are extremely important. Uh, however, uh, you know, they're missing from a lot of uh, workforce development materials, um, particularly ones that are in communities um, of color, of, of, of people who could benefit from this type of discussion, from this type of um, understanding. And so I wanted to make sure I fuse those things within the book, as well as all of the other things that are really, really important about maintaining employment. Awesome. I'm really glad that you're writing that book and all those topics are very important. And you're correct that they're, you know, I don't, I mean, you don't usually come across books or, or um, resources about handling workplace discrimination. 
um, specifically relating to race, although we know it's rampant throughout the country. So um, I definitely appreciate that you are taking that on and giving our youth the resources they need to combat that and overcome that. So in the book, did you include any like personal stories um, from yourself to, to help get your point across? Absolutely. Uh, so I, I opened the book up with a story about myself as a teenager. Maybe I was like 15, 16 years old. And um, I was living in Northeast Baltimore in a Sedonia neighborhood. And I, you know, I, I had just hit a point in my life. It was summertime. Uh, and I was like, man, I, I really want to make my own money. Like, I want to do my own thing. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I've tried, like, different hustles, like, you know, cutting grass, selling waters. I've even, you know, I, I talk about a youth works job, uh, which is a, um, the biggest uh, employment, um, like, opportunity in Baltimore um, that's sponsored by the Mayor's Office of Employment Development. They do uh, youth summer employment. So I've had those type of jobs, but I, I just really wanted to do my own thing, like by my own terms. So I decided to walk up the street from my home to uh, a shopping center, it was pretty close, called, um, oh no, it's not Northwood. What's the name of the shopping center? Urban Shopping Center. Mm -hmm. And I went to the Foot Locker, which is like every teenager's, especially you know, <laughs> dream of, you know, for me, I was like, look, I can be around shoes, I can be around new clothes, I can like flirt with girls all day. I can get paid for this. Like this yeah. is life, you know, because that's what I, that's all I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just remember walking into the store and it's summertime. So I got jeans on, you know, cut, cut and ripped up jeans. I think I had on like some Air Force Ones, Jersey, and I had my, my hair. I had um, cornrows at the time, but I had half in, half out. So it was like a mixture of like Riley and Huey from Boondocks. And, <laughs> you know, the, the manager just was, you know, I, I asked, I, I asked the title of the book. I was like, y'all hiring, you know, I was straight mm -hmm. to the, straight to the point. Like I didn't want to have a conversation. I wasn't mm -hmm. trying to network. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know, are you hiring or not? <laughs> right. And so she kind of looked at me and just, she looked at me in disgust and was like, yeah, but we don't have no applications. And so I said, fine. I turned around. I think I stopped like at another store just to grab some food real quick. I was hungry. And then I went back home and I printed out an application Foot Locker, uh, filled it out, took it back to the store, um, gave it, you know, to that manager. And, um, you know, I'll let, I'll let people read the, the book to get more of that story. But, you know, in that moment, I, I just, I, 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 in reflecting now as an adult, you know, as, as a person who's a little bit older than 16, um, I realized like there was there were some things that I could have done differently right. um, in that moment um, to try to get that that job opportunity. And so, you know, in the book, I, I, I try to be vulnerable, vulnerable by my own story mm -hmm. in a way that I think can connect to uh, to black youth who are also you know looking for jobs or on a job right now. Absolutely. I mean, I agree. It's very important to include your, your personal stories um, when you're writing a book, even if it's nonfiction. So unlike for my first book, Professionalism, What's That Covers, it sounds like a lot of what you'll be covering, resumes, cover letters, um, networking, things like that. Um, but I also included some of my personal story just about like an experience where I went to McDonald's and they got my order wrong. Um, and I went back 
Um, but I just talked about, you know, what I did versus what I could have done. So I just went back and I had the receipt. I let them know, hey, this is what I ordered. I got the wrong order. Um, so, you know, they, of course, they replaced the sandwich and they also gave me a free drink. But if okay. I had gone back and thrown the drink or started cursing, yelling, things like that, obviously I would have gotten a different response. So um, I definitely appreciate um, when I read or, or know about authors who infuse their personal experiences into their books, um, specifically with nonfiction, because I think it, it makes it a more interesting read. So I'm glad that you were able to do that for y'all hiring as well. That sounds like a great opener for the book. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So uh, for your upcoming book, are you planning to traditionally publish or are you going to self-publish your book? Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be self-publishing. Um, just really interested in the whole journey of self-publishing. I've been talking to a lot of different authors. A lot of people that I know mm -hmm. in my community have written books, children's books, you know, all, all different type of books. And you know, I'm just fortunate and blessed to be able to lean on others so much for ideas, for, you know, ways to market, like just all these different things, um, you know, when it comes to, to putting out a book. It's very much a new experience for me, um, given that this is my first book. So definitely going to self-publishing route. Okay, awesome. So when you made that decision, what, what motivated you to decide to self-publish or what made you choose to self-publish your book instead of going the traditional route? Yeah, so I, I really wanted to be extremely hands-on uh, with this project uh, from, you know, the first word or thought on the page to, you know, the book being fully out and, and everything. Like I, I wanted to um, infuse like my thoughts and my touch within everything. Um, but, you know, that's just very important to me when I put out projects. Uh, I used to have a, a clothing line that I, I kind of oh. paused. Um, a lot of people have, have been asking me about bringing it back out. But it was called uh, Rebellious Black Soul. Okay. So in that, uh, in that clothing line, you know, sometimes I would work on designs. Like I'm not a, a trained designer. Mm -hmm. um, but I would, you know, either work on it myself or I would work with a partner of mine and I would have like some ugly drawing and he would bring it to life. Um, but I, I like to be, I like to be hands-on. I care about the, the fine details mm -hmm. of, you know, what comes out because at the end of the day, uh, you know, this book very much so represents me. And mm -hmm. so I want to be able to say that I, I put my, my best foot forward. Awesome. So um, you did share that you infused some of your own personal experience into the book, but when you were researching um, and, and get, getting prepared to write the book and publish your book, did you connect with any youth and get their perspective that you incorporated into the book, um, any focus groups or anything like that? Yeah, so the, the book is very much youth-centered, um, and it extends from various uh, professional experiences that I've had in working with young people. Uh, whether it's at um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or the Greater Chesapeake, uh, the Choice Program, um, you know, uh, working in the school system as an educator. And um, so I, I, I kind of use a lot of those experiences, um, especially ones where even now, on, on my job now, I work for a nonprofit called Thread. Um, so I, I kind of fuse those experiences in working with young people um, around workforce development into the book. So I didn't have a, a, a focus group per se, um, but they were um, a heavy influence within the book. And as far as a cover, um, I have shared that part 
uh, with some young people just to kind of get feedback and went back and forth with my uh, graphic designer to, to help get that right. And so uh, young people have been a, a huge part of the process. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. So um, with working um, on this book, is there, let me see, is there anything that you learned that you didn't already know um, while you were working on your book? Any interesting or unique um, experiences or information that you gained? Yeah, that, I mean, that, there's so much. Um, there's so much in, in writing a book that I realized that you know, either I didn't know or, um, you know, I had little knowledge of. And there were, then there were other things that kind of stamped um, thoughts that I already had and, and things that I already understood. Um, one thing that uh, stuck out to me was it was about a, it was a story about a, um, a workplace discrimination case that happened in my hometown of, of Baltimore in downtown Baltimore. Uh, and it was at a, a restaurant called Hooters and um, there was a black woman who uh, you know pretty much sued her employer for discrimination and she won um, and, there, and a lot of the research that I found like in most in most cases um, one like you don't you don't win like you aren't successful mm -hmm. um, even when you, you are filing a complaint um, but two uh, you know me, the process can be very long and, and mm -hmm. very tedious and sometimes people um you know are not willing to do that process and then sometimes people just feel like fed up with it that right you know that it's, it's so difficult and it's so uh, meticulous you know when you're just trying to get what you rightfully rightfully deserve and so this woman um i think her employer said something like her hair i think she had blonde hair or something and her, her employer was like you know, black people aren't supposed to have that hair color or something like that. And, you know, she ended up winning the case. And I think she got around like $25,000. Um, but just, you know, I had never heard about that story. Um, right. you know, and I'm, I'm sure it probably was big during the time. But, you know, for some reason, it, I just missed it. And so that that story uh, stuck out to me a lot. Okay, awesome. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad that um, you came across that. And it's always exciting to learn something new while you're, you know, researching for your own projects. So in general, does writing exhaust or energize you? Uh, writing definitely energizes me. Uh, since I was in high school, I've, I've loved writing. I've loved just, you know, putting words together, reading poems or or even raps. I used to rap when I was a teenager. Okay. <laughs> um, so I just, uh, you know, I love the, uh, you know, the metaphors, the similes. I love that part. And I just love the, the, the way that writers can put words together um, in a way that's like palatable. Like you can, you can feel it, you can touch it, you can digest it. You, you can kind of like close your eyes and put yourself in the space of, of where the writer is. And so I've always loved writing and it definitely energizes me. And we know that you enjoy writing, but do you have any writing kryptonite or anything that you struggle with when you're writing? Absolutely. Um, I can't stand a lot of music that has words with it. Like I love hip hop, I love R&B. Um, I love various other types of music that has, has words. But when I am writing, I either like it to be silent 
or maybe have like an instrumental, like some jazz or something mm-hmm. like that playing, or just like some nature sounds. Like I'll put on, um, you know, sounds of the ocean, just so I can hear like some waves splashing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that, that kind of gives me like a refreshed uh, mindset and, and allows me to, to write to my fullest capacity. Okay, awesome. So kind of connected to that, um, we, sometimes we do have writing kryptonite, but do you believe in writer's block and why or why not? Yeah, writer's block is definitely a real thing, and at least for me. Uh, you know, I've had periods of times where I, you know, even now I've got to take a break, I got to pause. Um, and what I do is just kind of, you know, leave. Uh, I might leave the house or I might like cut on a TV. I might just do something outside of writing um, just to kind of relieve my brain and my, and my, you know, my thoughts so that I can come back uh, more refreshed and renewed. Um, so that's what I typically do. Awesome. So with um, writing your first book, um, did you work with an editor or did you self-edit? And what was that experience like for you? Yeah, I'm all I'm all about editors. Uh, I'm all about editors because, you know, I think every great writer uh, needs a, a great editor by their side in order to help craft and mold uh, that final product. So I went into this project uh, knowing that, you know, I wanted to work with an editor. I wanted to, you know, have that type of re- deep relationship with my editor so that we can, you know, put out the best product possible and I also thought back to some you know people that I look up to uh, just in general who have put now put out books in it and from what I could tell from reading them like they didn't have an editor mm-hmm. but they had like just so many mistakes and so many errors and I was like man like, I don't want to I don't want to be that person who right. puts out this book that everybody's looking forward to and it's just like oh every word is spelled wrong or I'm missing all of this punctuation or you know things just don't make sense so I'm all about having an editor awesome awesome all right so for what are who are some of the the writers and authors that you um that inspire you there's so many probably hundreds if not thousands uh MK Asante who was uh, one of my college professors when I was an undergrad at at Morgan State. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, he had a documentary class that I took. He's a a writer that's just really, really dope. He's out of Philly. Um, And actually his dad is a a great writer as well. Uh, I'm trying to think of his dad's name. Um, But his dad is also from Philly and coined the term Afrocentricity. Um, so mm-hmm. really, they, they just have a dope story, them two together, but also, uh, James Baldwin, The Fire Next Time is one of my favorite books. Um, uh, Maya Angelou, uh, uh Chinua, Achebe, who, who wrote my favorite book, Things Fall Apart, uh, Dee Watkins, who's from here in my hometown of Baltimore. So it's a lot of writers that inspire me. Awesome. All right. So um, thank you so much for sharing all of that um, with us, the listeners, myself. It's definitely been a pleasure speaking to you. And if any um, aspiring writers and authors wanted to keep in touch with you, what what would you recommend? Do you have social media? How will we get in touch with you? Yeah, feel free to hit me up. I'm I'm always down to connect. You can uh, visit my website at albertphillipsjr.com. Uh, you can also go to yallhiring.com. That's Y-A-L-L hiring.com. 
you can get more information about the book and feel free to follow me on Instagram at the ambitious black guy on Instagram. So let's connect. Thank you. Thank you. And when can we expect the, the book? Do you have a, a ballpark date for when it's dropping? Yeah. So the book should be out around October, November of this year. Okay, that's perfect. That's right around back to school time. So for those of you who have either children, grandchildren, cousins um, who are looking for jobs or who will be um, soon or gearing up to do that, make sure you check out Y'all Hiring. It'll be available um, and stay in touch with Albert. Um, thank you again so much for your time. I appreciate um, you, you sharing with us. And thank you all for listening to Editor Knows Best. The show airs Mondays, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Anchor dot fm slash editor knows best thanks again be well and be safe